right, welcome to another episode of the Couch Coaches Podcast, where we talk about everything going on in sports. And with free agency coming up and the NFL draft, even though we just had the Super Bowl, a lot of football talk kind of going on. And and one of the big things coming up for this offseason is what are the Raiders going to do with their quarterback situation? And I thought we have a we have a unique crew here where we have half Raiders fans and half Niners fans. So I think it would be, I think how we should approach this is I'm going to ask the Ra- the Niners fans who we want the Raiders to have for a quarterback. And then I'm going to ask the Raiders who they want for a quarterback. And I bet you we get different answers because we're not fans of the other team. So brother Bill, I'm going to start with you. Who would you like to see the Raiders get as QB for next season? Well, since I no longer have any kind of a rooting interest in the Raiders' success or lack of each season, this is going to be a completely unbiased opinion on who I think would be the best fit for the Raiders if they want to make some noise in the AFC West. Um, I think that the quarterback that they have with the right system, they can be successful. With the, and, I, and I say that with the right system. Um, you're going to see what happens with our offensive coordinator now. Um, the key for them, I've always said this about the NFL teams, is the ability to run the ball and stop the run. And a quarterback's best friend is a good defense and a running game. And I believe the Raiders have a, have a, a good running game if they choose to stay balanced. So the quarterback they got, I'm not talking about um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he, they're going to cut him soon uh, at some yeah. point in March. Um, so I can't remember the guy they had last year. I'm drawing a blank. Skinny but fat. if they do some things, I think with him, then sorry, skinny fat. That's what we call him. O'Connell. <laughs> O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 showed that, like I said, with the right system, he could be successful. So that that would be my recommendation for the Raiders. It's just keep him. Correct. I like that. I like that. Um. So I just just so we can keep it all Niners and the Raiders. Uh, I think you guys should get Justin Fields. I think that would be entertaining for for me to watch as somebody who does have a rooting interest against the Raiders. Just so I can talk more mess uh, at church on Sundays. The worse you guys are, the funnier I can be on Sunday. So I'm going for Fields, but Skinny Fat would be would be a pretty good uh, pretty good second choice. Uh, Brother James, I'm gonna go with you. I'm assuming you're gonna have very different answers. Um, the quarterbacks that are kind of thrown around is like Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson, you have Sam Darnold is going to probably be out there. Um, you have, I mean, you, there is the draft also, um, but I, you probably would need a bridge guy. So, so brother James, who would you like to see uh, as quarterback for your team next season? Uh, well, as far as the dollar amount with Kirk Cousins, uh, I, I I wouldn't want to pay what he probably was asking for, but if all worked out, I would take Kirk Cousins for a short-term court uh, contract and also get a, a, a quarterback in the draft. One that is a mobile, a mobile quarterback, not a, a pocket quarterback. I need somebody who can extend the plays. Uh, so, uh, we, you know, we had a 13 pick, so I would probably be pick, use that pick for a quarterback. Our defense is going to be all right. Uh, so that's, Probably where I would go with Cousins for like a two-year deal. Okay, all right, uh, Deacon Hill. Who do who, who's your who's your QB next year? 
Well, um, out of out of Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, and then you just sat through in uh, Justin uh, Justin Fields a little in that conversation. I would I would uh, I would take uh, Justin Fields, and then I would take because uh, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you just don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. But uh, and, and I think I would take Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson is more accomplished; he's accomplished more than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is always on the crust of doing something. And then it falls apart in the playoffs. It's something always happens. He either gets hurt or something always happens. So I wouldn't. But but there. Uh, but realistically, uh, I would I would draft a quarterback. That's what we need. We need uh, we need a veteran to come in there. So that's why I would I wouldn't turn my back on on a Russell Wilson as a veteran come in for a short term. Uh, you know, just come in there and, and and bring some competition. And then even O'Donnell, he's he's going to be in the mix also. But you need to move up in the. I would move up in the draft. I would trade trade something to get move up at least um, three or four picks to try to get a decent quarterback. Cause there's a, there's about at least seven decent quarterbacks that could that are pretty you know, um, you know the margin is not that great between those quarterbacks. So I think you can get a good quarterback with the you know within around the seventh pick or something. So I would move up to that spot and and draft a quarterback and then uh, for a veteran I'd bring in Russell Wilson. Because Justin Fields ain't going nowhere. Okay. Well, that well that would be a very Bears move. He's not going anywhere, which would be funny too. I'll make fun of Pastor about that if that happens. Um, I I I like the Russell Wilson idea. I mean, I like Russell Wilson to go kind of anywhere. I know he seems to be. Everything I'm hearing is he's linked to to Pittsburgh, which I think would kind of, I think would it would kind of make sense. I'm sure for him it would be kind of a drag to get into a defensive kind of minded team again, but the offensive minded team hasn't really worked out that great. I like the idea for Russ because Russ is going to be dirt cheap next year. The Broncos are paying $33 million or whatever. He can come into your team, sign for the league minimum, which he already said he would do if he could come in for a contender. Um, I think it would be pretty enticing for, for if I, if I'm Russ being able to throw to Devonte Adams, that's not a terrible thing because Russ can do his little balloon air, you know, air ball 40 yards downfield and Devonte is going to, he'll get under it no matter how far he throws it. Um, I, I, I think that would, that would definitely be the most economical. Um, he's still pretty easy, 30, 33, 34. So he's still pretty young. I'm sure, I'm sure Ciara would much rather be in Vegas than be in Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh's not a bad city, but I mean, okay. Um, I, okay. So, and I, and fields fields, he's got a super strong arm and he's super fast and he's not accurate at all. So if you guys get, if you guys end up getting fields, have, have, have a good time with that. Um, okay. So flipping it to the Niners and we're going to do the same thing. Have the Raiders fans tell us who we think the Niners DC should be because I'm, I've heard a couple names when I'm driving around in the car and I want to jump out of the car. So I'm assuming one of those names will be, uh, will be guys that you bring up. So, uh, Deacon Hill, I'm going to stay with you. Who would you like to see as the Niners DC? I think a great guy for you guys and he's available. He's a great defensive mind. Pete Carroll. From the Seattle Seahawks, he's coming coming back to the Niners, coming back and being your defensive coordinator. Just ADD running up and down the the sideline. Yeah, excitement. <laughs> you got need some excitement on the sideline. So, uh, yeah. All right, All right. Pete. I Pete, think that would be a great great fit for you guys. All right, brother James, who would you like to see for us for our DC next year? Take it off of mute. Stafford's ex-head coach, Brian Shaw. Oh, 
Oh, you mean wait? Oh, baby really? show. I'm sorry. Okay, baby show. Yeah. Okay, but he's an offensive coordinator. No, he he he's the defensive guy too. That'd be weird. He be he be a great defensive guy. You want us to have a great defensive guy? Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> that's good. That's a good choice too. I like that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, brother, brother Bill. For a more realistic, who we would really want for for a head coach, who do, or for a DC, who do you who, uh, I, who I who I think would be a good fit for the 49ers, although he's not available, is to bring Vic Fangio back, because again, unfortunately, he's not available. I mean that, and both names that I'm going to name are names that as of today aren't available. Um, the other pick, and I think I mentioned this last week at church, um, it would be the head coach for the New York Jets, Robert Sala, who is again not available. If the Jets let him go at the end of this upcoming season, I say bring him back. And the reason why I say that is if you look at the success that the 49ers defense has have had since they got, they've had three good solid defensive coordinators in a row and and that's rare to have that turnover and they're all successful Vic Fangio who was part of um, the Jim Harbaugh's staff and then they brought in uh, Robert Sala who they got from from Seattle and then D'Amico Ryans who went on to be head coach I have absolutely I mean Deacon Hill, if you just want to put a landmine at the 50-yard line at Levi's Stadium, you might as well, because ain't no way Pete Carroll would work with the 49ers defensive coordinator. There ain't no way, ain't no how. Just forget about it. But I get it. I mean, this is comedy hour, so that's cool. That's cool. But, um, <laughs> but Pete you Carroll got, you, ain't you, no you're way. You're doing Fantasy Island. You're picking people that ain't even available. At least get somebody that's available. Won't <laughs> Well, I got an idea. Why don't you guys just apologize to the guy you just fired for no reason and bring him back? Well, apparently, unfortunately, that's not an option. So, um, yeah, Pete Carroll, forget about it. So, I, I don't know. Uh, for the head coaches who were let go to this past season and their staff, I honestly haven't didn't have time to do my homework to see which of those would be viable. I'm not a big fan of bringing in a college coach. The issues with the 49ers isn't so much the defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't agree with um, – with um, drawing a blank, I'm on on drawing a blank now. As far as the DC that we had, um, but I just think that the they're a player or two away in terms of their linebacker, backup linebackers from having the same ch- championship level defense they had before, because that that got exposed in in their playoff games. All right. So, but Shaw Shaw has coached in in a in a. Who is, he, who is he with? David Shaw in the NFL? He, he has coached. Not now, but he has coached in the NFL. He was a he was a coordinator before he went to Stanford. Okay. All right. Mm, okay. Um so, so the name I hear the name I'm hearing that makes me want to just drive my car off a cliff is is Brandon Staley. I do not want Brandon Staley as as our DC. I think he had one good year with a really good defense on a great team with a fantastic head coach with the Rams. Everything else about him sucks. Like he came out of kind of nowhere. He just jumped up to the DC straight to the head coaching. I, I would lose my mind if he's our DC. So I hope he's not, but it looks like they're talking about some internal stuff. And then there's two, he said they've interviewed two candidates that they're not going to say who they are, which makes me think it has to be Belichick and Vrabel 
that they just did to try to try to talk them into coming on DC for for a season before they get a head coaching job. That's the I can't think of why you wouldn't say who the two people are, especially if one of those two people don't get the job. But if Brandon Staley is our is our DC, oh, I'm gonna lose my mind. The guy has no he has no neck, and he just talks caca every time he's up talking to the press, talking about all these fluff. Oh, he drives me nuts. He drove me nuts. I don't even like the charges. Yeah. He drove me nuts. Great, you can have my you can have my ticket. I'll, I'll give you a ticket on my games for free. Hey, you can buy one of my jerseys. <laughs> yeah, give them to me. And I'll see if I'll see if I can sell them. I doubt it. You bet not. No, 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 no. There's none of that. No, 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 none of that. <laughs> I might as well give you the money. I'm, I didn't say I'm doing that, my brother. Oh, I got one more name for you guys. You guys can have our old uh, uh, Ryan. He should be our defensive coordinator. Nope, no, no Ryan, no Ryan brothers. Ooh. We're not, we're not taking those big shiny teeth on our sidelines, man. Nope. With the long hair, Rex Ryan. Nope. <laughs> with the, with the long hair, Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, you guys, you guys can have <laughs> Rob, Rob Ryan. Ship, Rob Ryan been out the league so long. No, he, look, actually, he's he's a he's a uh, consultant with the Raiders right now. Well, he, and he was with Baltimore too. Like I ago. said, he's been like I said, he's been don't out of the league it. so long. Yeah, right. he, count. <laughs> he still knows X and O's. Yeah, in his <laughs> in his Chef YRD little stuff, not the yeah, X and O tic tac toe doesn't count. You gotta come up with something else. All right. All right, stick it with so kind of a weird situation over the weekend. And this is though it wasn't like this in particular. What is it with Cam Newton and getting in altercations at football camps. He had a kid chew him out at one game. He's getting in arguments with somebody else. And then he got jumped by six dudes. And one, I don't care what Cam Newton says to me. He's a ginormous, uh, super freak athletic human being. Um, not going to win that fight. And I think those six guys that were getting tossed around showed that you're not going to, you're not going to win that fight. Cam is a very big professional, very strong athlete who got tackled by people five times their size and was just tossed. I mean, he wasn't throwing punches or anything, but he was tossing dudes. I don't know what happened. I heard he said he's somebody's daddy or something like that to one of the guys, and it just kind of went off. But, and I don't even know if there's a question here. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about Cam Newton. I've never really been a fan of his because of just kind of how he, how he, portrays himself i mean he's a big giant freak athlete but it's just the way i mean the outfits and the hair and the <laughs> superman thing when you're losing by 30 and I've, I've never been a fan of him but am i missing something like who goes to football camps and gets into arguments and fights as much as cam i i don't any if any of you want to talk about it i'll, I'll just open let, it up let, let, I don't me, even let know me, what to say. this is what i read today this is what i read what happened is actually the, that, that was two coaches there was two coaches and actually they used to do camps with him they were all on the same same team. They did coaches before uh, uh, camps before in, in years past, and then they had some kind of argument about money or something, and they split ways. They they went their separate ways, and Cam started his own thing, and they started their own thing, and then they were so they like did a combined camp together, and that's where that Cam was taunting them. I'm your, I know everything you guys are doing. I taught you everything you know. I'm your daddy and all this stuff. So he actually got into it with two coaches. And then it, they said that one he grabbed one of the coaches and then the other guy jumped in. And and then one of the players, though, that was another player that one of Cam's players came in and threw a punch at one of those other coaches. 
And then the rest of those guys were like security and stuff to try to break it up. Okay. But it started because of they were taunting because they used to be coaching together and then they're not coaching together. And it started like that, just taunting one another. So it's it's camp doing what yeah, basically it is crazy. That yeah, I mean, you know, you go to camps and you try to you set an example for the kids, and now you got the coaches taunting one another. That don't yeah, so that doesn't make any sense anyway. Okay, so Cam Cam is Cam's the dude off the field that he is on the field. He's the I just remember I remember them being down by 30 on like Monday night football and he scored a touchdown and got up and did the whole Superman thing. It's like, bro, you guys are getting murdered right now. It's not the Superman time. You know, I, I don't want to really label that like that because what it could have been because I what I'm like what I'm hearing is it was like a joke that they've been going taunting back and forth, you know, and it could you know how it gets out of hand or something. But yeah, so I ain't gonna label him as the bad guy off the bat. But yeah, they were taunting, and he got to the point where he started calling him, "I'm your daddy. I taught you all this and all that." So, all right, brother James, you gonna say something? Yeah, he's consistent. <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's not consistent in passing. He's consistent in uh, getting in altercations. I just remember when the kid, it's like it's like when he got released before he got signed by anybody. And he was running the camp, and it's like some twelve year old making fun of him for not being on a team. I'm like, dude, are you out of your mind? This is like Cam's, he's huge. He's six, at least six, five, six, six. There's no, that kid running that kid, the kid's dad should be like, you need to be, you're going to get my butt kicked if you keep talking crap to Cam, man. Um, but Brother Bill, I don't know if you have any thoughts about Cam. I, it just, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of crazy and it's just been in a series of kind of weird things with Cam. Yeah, I believe that the fight, like, and I read about it as well. I believe that that fight is an, isolated incident the bigger question i guess for you know him in is where does he fit in with football i mean in general because he's been you know, out of the league right and so is is the narrative now going to be you know they had you know a few good you know what's his quote-unquote legacy going to be assuming he doesn't come back right you know few good years mesa's super bowl unfortunately you know uh you know von miller had his way with the you know the O line of Carolina, you know Super Bowl Fifty, and so it's more about you know what's the narrative now for him in terms of football. I almost sense that with some of the comments that he's made is has been his attempt just to stay relevant in terms of football, um, and his the opinions where he's weighed in, you know, on you no know, Brock Purdy on other athletes. And I always say you know kind of consider the source when people are making you know statements about others when they don't have the resume to back it. And that's, you know, as, as talented as he was, um, I think it's just, like I said, I mean, the the attire and everything, to me, that was almost just a sideshow. Uh, reminds me kind of Dennis Rodman, you know, when he was with, you know, the Bulls. Um, but it's more about, yeah, I mean, so I think it's more about, you know, what's his brand now since he's been out of football? That's really the question to me. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that starting the podcast and stuff has been, he is, he's going for the, what's going to get the most attention kind of thing. And then when he finds the attention, he kind of doubles down on it, which is not a terrible business move. I mean, that's what you want a podcast. You want people to listen to you. And he did a good job of getting the fact that he even has a podcast way out there. Cause we were talking about him a lot, especially in the Bay area, because he was talking about Brock. Um, all right, moving to Chicago. Um, they have a big decision to make whether they get rid of the quarterback and then draft Caleb and then theoretically have their quarterback for the next 15 years or 
do they keep their quarterback, trade the number one pick, and then have just a ton of draft picks over the next two seasons, completely re- redefine or re- redevelop the team, and try to do it with this quarterback that has not really shown a whole lot, but he's still young, so there could be potential for him to do other stuff. Um, Brother Bill, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you think the Bears should do with that number one pick? Traded gift picks. I've seen teams where they have, I mean, because he's not a bad quarterback. We have seen teams where the quarterback is just bad, right? Just just doesn't work out at all, just has no potential. Justin Fields has potential, but the key for the Bears is what is their identity on offense? Um, I, I don't recall a year where it was clear who they were on offense, even before Justin Fields got there. And last I checked, they have the same offensive coordinator that they've had at least for the past five years. And so unless that changes, then even if they bring in Caleb Williams, I just sense that they're going to have the same problems offensively with what, what, you know, what their identity is. And the reason why I say trade the number one to give draft picks, if depending on who their GM is, I've seen teams who within a division who have struggled and they're able to you know, parlay those picks. And before you know it, in a, in a couple of years, they have a competitive team in that division. And I always say it starts first starts with competing in your division. If you can do that, then you have some. So then you have an opportunity to do some things, you know, in the future. Uh, Brother James, thoughts on what the Bears should do with that number one pick? Well, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Brother Bill. Uh, I, I think they should keep Fields and, and trade for some picks. Uh, I think I think they need to focus on a running game because every time I saw them, it, it just they just. He was their running game and trying to pass the ball. So I think they need to, they need to go for a running back. Uh, and, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing. I think you're going to get the same different results. Uh, so I, I do think that they do need to change out the offensive coordinator. So they, they do have, a, they do have a new offensive coordinator. They got Shane Waldron. Cause remember they were, they were, they had brought in or they were interviewing with, um, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So they brought in Shane Waldron um, as their new as their new OC. So they're trying. I mean, they're trying something trying something different. I don't know why they wouldn't have brought in. Well, I guess I, that was one of the first signs with them with them not bringing in Kings, Kingsbury. I think that might have been one of the first signs of maybe they're not going to go um, for Caleb. But um, they're trying something something different. Um, uh, Deacon Hill, what do you think that Chicago should do? Yeah, this is going to, I don't know, it might snow tomorrow because I'm a, I'm agreeing with Bill also. I don't know what's going to happen. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was reading up today on on, on Peter King was talking about the, the draft and stuff. He was talking about the boatload of picks that they could get for, for trading. And then he gave, he gave Justin Fields a grade of a B, a B quarterback. And just like you say, you, you, you go for Caleb and you really don't know because there's been busts that, you know, come out in, in the in number one overall picks. You know, Manziel and just, you know, you can name a few of them that came out that, that didn't pan out. And with Justin Fields, you know what you have. And then that quarter, uh, their defensive, I mean, their um, 
GM, which is his name is uh, Ryan po uh, Poles. He he traded down last year and brought in the, and brought in DJ Moore, the, the receiver. So he has a history of trading, trading, you know, trading for picks and stuff like that. So that's I think that's the route they're gonna do, and they they got a boatload of picks. They're gonna they can get first rounds, and then they got uh, first round picks in in twenty twenty five. They could they could retool that team, and that's that's the route they need to go because they're not just one player away anyway. So yeah, they they would do great to to trade that pick and 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 load up on talent. Yeah, I so I I it's tough because if if he was my quarterback, I would want a different quarterback. Like if he was a Niners quarterback, I want somebody different. But I think it's hard because the dude is so fast and he has such a strong arm and he's so athletic. When you look at him, when you look at like the tangible quarterback stuff, you go, how can we not make this work? This this dude is just is a is a full on just stud athlete. We've somebody has to be able to figure out how to make him accurate. And I think and I think what happens is people look at Josh Allen and this is what happens. Somebody does something with somebody that kind of is in the same mold as their quarterback. And they go, oh, we'll just do we'll just do what they did. And the build like Josh Allen was a mess coming coming out of college. He was like 50 percent completion. I mean, he's 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 kind of terrible. He's just gigantic. First year, not great, but he's just he kind of slowly got better and better. And I'm sure the idea is like, look, we have this just dude that if he could get, if we could just get him more accurate, maybe reading the defense a little bit better, maybe pulling the trigger a little bit faster we can make it work. It's, it's a tough spot because I've, the stuff I've seen from Caleb, I know the people on the radio love him. Podcasters love him, but I see, I see kind of a Kyler kind of dynamic with him where he's got, and granted he's a kid. So I'm not saying it sounds stupid to say, Oh, he's got some maturity issues. He's a kid. I get it. But quarterbacks are quarterbacks are like a different, they're like different humans. They, the, the, the top quarterbacks are like, it's like, it's like they're old men and like young, young guys' bodies. They just, they're professional and they're this at like 22. They're like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And, and, uh, I just, I don't see it with him. I see him being kind of immature, kind of up and down. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank my future on him, but then I don't, with the other guys, you just, you don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot of who's going to be good. Like the Michigan kid, I don't see how he's going to be, you know, great. You got, we got the, the, the guy's uh, what's his name? Um, McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a little dude. He's going to get popped once and he's going to be knocked out. So it is such, I, you would think that the guy that the GMs would be better at knowing the traits that are going to turn into like, at least, at least like top 10, top 12 quarterbacks. And even that, it just seems like a crapshoot. They work them out. They talk to them. They hang out with them. They do all this stuff and they go, this is, this is our dude. And they get him and you go, what? Like, like the jets with Wilson. How awful is Wilson? And they were like, for sure, he's going to be number two. He's, he's he's our guy. He's terrible. Like he's he's way worse than Fields. So when you talk about those, those guys you bring in and they just don't work, dude, he does not. Wilson does not work with with the with the Jets at all. Which is why they got which is why they got Rodgers. Um, the Bear, it's a tough shot for the Bears because it's it's the 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 potential highs and the potential lows are massive with with either decision that they make. But look, you you it's easy for you to say I, uh, if I had a quarterback like that I would go because uh, with the Niners you don't have you you don't have that many holes to fill. But when you have a team that got so many holes to fill, a, a great quarterback bringing in a great quarterback ain't going you're still going to be at the bottom of everything. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing is there's recency bias also because look at the, the Bengals, the worst team the last like 25 years, bring in Burrow, it's a completely different team. 
The Texans, I, horrific. Bring in a new quarterback, completely different team. Yeah, but I think, and, and this is where, I mean, it's not, it, there's not an earthquake, so if it gets snow, I'm going to have to agree with Deacon Hill on this one. And that is that when you, with the Bengals, Joe Burrows took them to the next level. They had a good team. They already had a defense. They already had a running game. They had a good coach. Burrow was that missing piece for them. And with the Bears, even as talented, as good as Caleb Wood looked in college, there's a big jump between college and when you go to the NFL, when you're playing against professionals on defense, you're playing against dudes who have been there. You're not playing against, you know, your they're professionals and they've got a defensive coordinator. They're professionals. It's night and day. That's why I just don't get excited about these highly, you know, you know, drafted quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, great example. Who? I mean, you just don't hear about it. So I guess I would sum all that up to say, you have to ask yourself, are there more quarterbacks like a um, Brock Purdy? And I'm just using him as an example who just, this goes unnoticed, right? Last pick in the draft. And, seems to be working out with the Niners or are there more, or I'll use, um, um, Tui, what's his name? Uh, in Miami took a while. Well, t- well t- Tunga Valoa took a different coach. Yeah. I guess my point is, is to your point is there are more, I think there are more just unknown quarterbacks and you just don't know until they get to the NFL, regardless of what they did in college. And so, I, I'm always an advocate of when you have, getting back to the Bears, they know what they have with fields. It's just, can they make him better? Can he be a better decision maker? Athleticism in the NFL only gets you so far. But rule number one is you have to be a good decision maker with the ball. Because if you're, if you're, if your running game is your quarterback, like that's why Buffalo built, that's why they couldn't get past, uh, they, they couldn't get past Kansas City. A running quarterback as a running game is not going to win you any championships. I thought Sorry. you told me that defense wins championships. Didn't the Ravens win with a guy, a guy named Tim Hasselback? Did they he, win the Super Bowl? No. You, are you talking about Trent Dilfer? Dilfer. Dilfer? Dilfer. Yeah, similar, but, similar quarterback, though. Yeah, similar yeah, that, yeah, I get them mixed up. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they're pretty close. But, yeah, yeah so, I, uh, I mean, and, and Fields is better than Dilfer. If you put the talent around him, he they – and. You know, I think I think they'll be way better off that way. And, if the Ravens uh, had you as quarterback, they would have won that Super throw, Bowl. Greg. You try to throw Purdy in there, so let me make a comment on that one also. <laughs> that guy just—he's the luckiest guy. He should go play the lotto or something because he's—he just fell into the greatest situation. If you put Tua on the Niners, you guys probably would have won the Super Bowl this year. Nope, Purdy, Purdy's Purdy's that dude. Purdy is that lucky guy that, that don't dude. have to do much. All right. We'll see this season. More seeing more teams have to it's gonna be a harder season this upcoming season than last season. So we'll we'll see. So Joe, save this recording and we go play it back just like last they're all, year. They're all saved you know, on YouTube. Save <laughs> save that and we go play it back and see how things shake up with the Raiders. See how they shake yeah, up with the that black and silver gonna be on a roll. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. be on a roll. Hopefully you get out of the bottom of the division, my brother. Rolling. That's that's Rolling. I guess that again. I don't have a rooting interest. He wasn't in the bottom but, of the division this year. We What's got that? out this year. They got Harbaugh. That's my got, point. Harbaugh now. Just don't regress. You got to get better. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough year. Okay, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, 
thank you guys for joining us. Um, more sports happening this week, and we'll be on this again uh, next Tuesday. You guys have a good week, and uh, see you then.